It was neither beast, nor man, nor spirit, but a hellish brew of all three. It was beside a pond when I came upon it. I stopped and did not move, nay, I could not move. It was dashing its tail to and fro in the pond, and rubbing its horns against a tree trunk. It was as large as a moose with leather wings. It had cloven hooves as big around as an oak's trunk. After it was through with the tree, it yielded an awful scream, as if it were a pain and then flew across the pond until I could see it. Hello, and welcome to Unknowable, the podcast where we talk about all things mysterious, unusual, or unknowable. I'm Justine. And I'm Greg. This week, we are talking about the Jersey Devil. I'm actually amazed that we haven't done this topic already. Me too. This is like a foundational cryptid. Yeah. I was going to say, I think basically, yeah, so the Jersey Devil is also known as the Leeds Devil Mm -hmm. or the Devil of Leeds. Wow. Not really commonly known as either of those, but I feel like it's definitely one of the most popular cryptids, although I would bet that a lot of people just know the name. Right. It's like sort of like the Loch Ness Monster or Bigfoot where it's like kind of just famous for being famous and people don't really know even necessarily what it's supposed to look like. I know for one, I didn't know a lot about the Jersey Devil before I started to research. And I Googled a picture of it like kind of straight off and I was like, really? Yeah, that? That? (laughs) It's not really scary looking. It's not. It looks bizarre. It's Yeah, it's really weird looking and I definitely would not be psyched to see it. Right. But it doesn't look, it's not what, I mean, I guess Bigfoot's not entirely scary looking either. Yeah. Bigfoot's kind of benevolent. It's yeah. But it, this is like just a weird mashup of, so yeah, maybe we should just first off describe what the Jersey devil looks like. Yeah. So in the supposed sightings, it's kind of a weird chimera of a whole bunch of different animals. It's like a Photoshop animal. Exactly. It's one of those things where it's like if you took basically the body of a kangaroo, Mm -hmm. which is gross. Yep. I mean, not the kangaroos are gross, but just to throw this body in the middle of it. It's got (laughs) the head of a dog, goat, or horse, depending on who sees it, I guess. I mean, to be fair, kangaroos kind of have that same kind of head. Yeah, they kind of do. Kind of. It's like, yeah, I'm just imagining sort of that long snout. Yeah. Really? Uh, large leathery wings like a bat. Kangaroos do not have large leathery wings like a bat. <laughs> they do not. Uh, horns or antlers similar to a deer's. <laughs> a forked reptilian tail. Apparently not everybody has seen the tail, but a lot of people have seen the tail. Interesting. Maybe it's like dogs where sometimes it's just like doesn't have a tail. Yeah. It's like docked. Right. Aww. <laughs> like a docked, uh, Aww. docked devil. <laughs> docked devil. <laughs> yes. It's got hooves. Sometimes people say that they're cloven. Mm-hmm. Um, classic and small arms with claws which is probably why it looks so like comical yeah it's got like little t-rex arms exactly tiny little arms and but yeah it's reported to move very quickly and it's been said to let out a blood-curdling scream like a pained man i guess yeah which yeah according to the, the cold open if you don't know which you wouldn't know right was supposedly i think one of the things i read was supposedly like the first sighting oh. of the jersey devil this has, was, has a flair for the dramatic that's for sure yeah i think people of that time did that's true you didn't have much else to do other than like learn how to write yeah there was some cool ass writing from that time right that was i think that was 1790 maybe 1690 i can't remember the exact date now sounds about right but yeah so this is a weird cryptid too because it has a very specific origin story yeah. Like usually like, you know, Bigfoot, it's just like, oh, like whatever, like has existed for thousands of years, unchanged or something. True. Um, same thing with like like the Loch Ness Monster. A bunch of cryptids, they're just kind of like they just there there is no beginning. There's just like the first documented sighting. Right. This is like there's a supposedly like an event that led to the creation of the Jersey Devil. Yeah. I guess. Supposedly. Supposedly. So, yeah, origin story. Let's go. It's said that the Jersey Devil was born in 1735 Mm -hmm. to a local woman named Mrs. Leeds or Mother Leeds. Mother Leeds. 
in an area that is now known as Leeds Point. Mm. Uh, so Leeds apparently is the name of one of New Jersey's earliest settlers, and many descendants of the Leeds family can still be found throughout New Jersey to this day. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know why that's dramatic. I don't know. But... Oh, shit. But they're related to the Jersey Devil. Well, right. That's maybe? What's weird about it is that the devil was... Well, you, you, you'll get into it. Yeah. So they're not just descendants of the Leeds family, but... Descendants of the devil himself. The Jersey Devil himself. I don't know. Uh, it was said that it was her 13th child. Mm-hmm. And because of the unlucky number, he was cursed. Yeah, she's like, oh, like, let this one be cursed. Which, to be fair, you've already had 12 fucking kids. Yeah. And you're going to have a 13th, and you're like, God, here we go again. Well, exactly. That was basically, yeah. So some say just the fact that it was the 13th child Mm. cursed. Some say it was a family curse. (laughs) I didn't really, there wasn't much detail about that, but just some type of family curse. Right. Some say that, yeah, her family was poor. Her husband was uh, drunk. And so when she found out that she was pregnant for the 13th time, yeah, she raised her hands in exasperation and said, let this one be a devil. Yeah. Which I don't know why you'd wish that. Yeah, I'm confused. You've already got 12 kids and you're pissed about having a 13th because you've got a drunk for a husband and you've got no money. So, so let's, make it the, wanna... let's make it a demon. Yeah, let's make this one a demon. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, like it's already bad enough. Yeah. I really can't imagine being pregnant for the 13th time. Back when like... Like, there's no medical care. There's I was going to say, no... there's, yeah, there's nothing going on. You've, like, given birth, like, you're probably still sleeping in the bed that you gave birth to, like, the first 12 kids in. Oof. Yeah, and you're just like, shit. And you're like, just let this one just be fucking Satan. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe, Why not? Maybe it'll kill me. It's maybe like, it'll kill me. Yeah. Well, supposedly, maybe you did. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so, yeah, some even say that uh, she was a Quaker who refused to be converted from the faith and that the clergymen who tried to convert her were so angry that they told her that her next child would be the offspring of Satan. I don't really know why they were trying to convert her. Why was that a thing? Hmm. I think Quakers were considered to be like radical at the time. Hmm. Interesting. Like they weren't cause I want to say, you know, like the whole thing is like, like wasps, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Hmm. So I think that like Protestantism was sort of like the predominant religion. Yeah. And anybody who wasn't that was considered radical because I think the Quakers are like very anti-war and they have some some teachings that would can be considered heretical to the Protestants. Interesting. I think. I did read a bit about the Quaker religion and it did seem like it was kind of cool. Yeah, no. The Quakers seemed like the chillest Christians. Yeah, they were very yeah, it's a Christian faith, but they seemed very yeah, like you said, very anti-war, like anti-violence, anti like telling people what to do with their bodies. Yeah. Just ultimately seemed like a very progressive Christian faith as far as I could tell. That's one of the few like in like World War II in Vietnam was one of the ways that you could um, avoid the draft was by being like proving that you were a Quaker because you were were anti-religion or excuse me, anti-war based on your religion. So Hmm. you could be exempted from military service. It's kind of cool. So they seemed cool. I I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, anybody listening, but from the brief bit that I did reading about Quakers, it seemed like if you were going to do a Christian religion, like that's mm. not bad. Yeah. But yeah, so supposedly, yeah, the clergymen were like, you're going to have the offspring of Satan. Um, and it's also possible that she gave birth to a physically deformed child. And at the time, mm-hmm. the beliefs of the people, maybe you know, people would have believed that that deformity itself was a curse. That was a sign that the family was cursed, mm-hmm. that the child was cursed, um, or like payment for past sins or something like that. Right. So, but yeah, she supposedly went into labor on a dark and stormy <clears throat> night. Of course. Of course. And while the baby seemed normal at first, he quickly transformed before their eyes into a hideous creature. Um, hmm. Grew at an astounding rate, sprouted horns from the top of his head, Claws from the tip of its fingers, bat wings from his back, hair and feathers across the whole body. Feathers. Yeah, I was going to say that does not jive with the original description. Hmm. I was going to say, I'm not really even too sure. Like, a lot of the descriptions didn't really mention what type of like thing covering skin. Yeah, like what covering. I mean, it would it would hold that it would have a combination of, like, fur and feathers because it's like a chimera. So it's just like, let's right. take the fur of a deer and the feathers of a chicken or some shit. I don't hmm. know. who knows just jamming it all together yeah like kangaroo fur and i don't even know i almost thought maybe there'd be some scales on there like it's part yeah like the reptilian tail Hmm. interesting the dragon connection's interesting yeah 
So, yeah, its eyes began glowing red, which that is mentioned in a couple sightings, mm. supposedly, the yeah. red eyes. Much like Mothman. Much like Mothman. There's some, weird, there's some weird connections here with the Mothman. Oh, there are definitely, yeah, there's, everything goes back to Mothman. Everything. It's the origin. And, yeah, it savagely attacked its own mother, killed her, and then turned to the rest of the family and the midwives, flew at them, clawing, biting, shrieking, maiming some and killing others by tearing them limb from limb. Jesus. Um, and then it knocked down the door to where its own father and siblings were hiding and killed as many as it could before flying up the chimney and escaping into the Pine Barrens. Whoa. Yeah, dude. That's intense. It's intense. If if that's true, that would be the only, I won't say documented, but the only story basically that has the Jersey Devil killing anybody. Right. Even hurting anybody. Yeah. There's like a few like animals that died, but it, that, I mean, you know, you got to eat. Yeah. So I feel like that wasn't even like malicious. That was just sort of like sustenance. Right. So yeah. Again, like Mothman killing those dogs. Right. We're we're just hoping that that wasn't just for fun. That mm-hmm. was like, I got to have a meal. Right. But yeah, that, and uh, maybe, I don't know, that could raise some interesting questions about the Jersey Devil's origin, potentially. Like, why did the Jersey Devil want to kill all those people and nobody else? Right. Don't know. Was the Jersey Devil escaping? Well, when we get into the, the leads man himself, he may have been dabbling in cultism catholic yeah. mysticism oh yeah there could be some weird some weird occult connections there so maybe oh, the maybe he got on the wrong side of like, like the devil or something conjured yeah mm-hmm. hmm. interesting so yeah so in some variations uh mother leads was even a witch and the child's father was the devil himself whoa that reminds me of the episode we did about stall cemetery mm-hmm. oh yeah remember there was like a story about something i think just like that like a witch and the devil or yeah. even yeah was it like the witch and the devil they made like a werewolf baby or something like that yeah some like i was like oh i didn't know that those that that's how that math worked but yeah hey i mean i mean sure. when, you, when you're satan you can just kind of like yeah like inject whatever animal you want into oh whoever uh, inject was like was a really wrong, unfortunate verb. the wrong verb to use there. wow um yeah there's no good obviously the whole Im- mental image implant there's no good oh. there's no good word implant was a little better could have said inseminate, so that would have been. Oh even wow! Worse. You yeah. just said it though. You oh, still just. Said it. Oh. I'm so sorry to all these listeners. Anyways, whoa, yeah. So, um, and then in some versions, there was even like a subsequent attempt to exorcise the creature from the Pine Barrens by some local clergyman. Hmm. Uh, didn't work, I guess. And so some have identified Mother Leeds as a woman named Deborah Leeds, mm-hmm. based on the fact that her husband Jaffet, Jaffet Leeds. <laughs> classic jaffet jaffet uh he named 12 children in the will he wrote during 1736 so it'd be like roughly that same time period and they also lived in the leeds point section of what is now atlantic county new jersey so that's the kind of classic origin story that does require that you have some belief in paranormal to some degree because you're believing that this woman gave birth to this creature or even further, like gave birth to a human that transformed into the creature, killed everybody and left. Um, the alternate origin story. Yeah. We're both smiling right now. Right. I think is even better so in some weird ways. D- Deborah Leeds' husband, Daniel, actually died in 1720. Okay. Full 15 years before this birth of satanic Damn. child actually had occurred. Damn. So... I mean, it's also very possible they got the date wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows? You're trying to like remember back to some bizarre creature being born. Like we don't have years. Like, I don't know. 1735. Yeah. Who knows? Um, So Brian Regal, Hmm. a historian of science at Keene University, theorizes that the story of Mother Leeds, rather than being based on like an actual single person. Right originated from colonial Southern New Jersey religio-political disputes. Whoa. I know we're getting deep here. Um, that essentially became a source of gossip among the local population. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is how a lot of these stories kind of come about, where it's not really a person. It's like it's been assigned to a person, a like kind of, yeah, very vague person in history that it can't really be pinned to. Right. Um. So there were like these two well-known early New Jersey men who were at odds in that rough time period. 
It was this almanac publisher, Daniel Leeds, mm -hmm. and Benjamin Franklin. Boom. Didn't think Benjamin Franklin was going to come in here. I didn't know I right. when I was researching. Me I neither. Like, I was what? like, whoa. There's actually some weirdly like weird famous people connections here. Yeah. Well, I mean, famous for like the 1800s. Right. 1700s. Didn't expect it. So starting in the 17th century, English Quakers established settlements in southern New Jersey, the region in which the Pine Barrens are located. Mm. So brief, we'll get into the Pine Barrens a little bit more, but brief explanation of what the pine barrens is mm. is like what like a million acres worth of dense forest yeah, just a giant forest with mostly pine trees yeah pine barren sounds way cooler though it does pine barrens is a very cool name right um so daniel leeds was himself a quaker and a prominent person at the time and he became ostracized by his quaker congregation after he published an almanac in 1687 that had astrological symbols and writings uh, his fellow Quakers deemed the astrology too pagan, blasphemous, heretical, um, and the almanacs were censored and destroyed by the local community. Classic. It's getting, getting dramatic. So in response to and in spite of the censorship, Leeds continued to publish even more astrological Christian writings and became increasingly fascinated with a whole ton of things. Christian mm. occultism, mysticism, cosmology, demonology, and angelology. Whoa. Uh, and natural magic. So he was fucking with some dangerous stuff. Oh yeah. He was like in it. Um, in the 1690s, after his almanacs and writings were further censored as blasphemous, like he's just pissing off the Quakers. And he's, he's like, Oh, you don't like occultism? Well, let me, let me hit you with some angelology. Dude. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a word. No. I knew demonology, but right. Um, so he continued to dispute with the community. He converted to Anglicanism which is also known as Episcopalian. Okay. Um, and he was publishing anti-Quaker tracts, criticizing Quaker theology, accusing Quakers of being anti-monarchists. He was like even criticizing the founder of Quakerism himself. Um, and then Daniel Leeds was endorsed by the British Royal governor of New Jersey, Lord Cornbury, who was Classic. despised among the Quaker community. And so Leeds was basically just dismissed as evil. Hmm. What one might call him a devil. One might call him a devil. Um, so during 1716, his son Titan Leeds. Titan is a dope name. It's a dope name. Good job, Daniel Leeds. Like, and Daniel is like a pretty like boring common name. And then he yeah. was like, fuck that. Titan. Yeah, my son's going to be Titan. Inherited his almanac business, um, which had continued to use astrological content and eventually competed with benjamin franklin's popular poor richard's almanac was that oh. just like a thing was everybody just, what what the hell yeah i'm like not 100 clear on what an almanac is for uh, yeah i'm not again one of those things that i thought to myself like i should look into this right why was everybody writing almanacs and like what even really is an almanac i'm yeah. not sure like i know that it vaguely like talks about like farming and i think it like has like weather predictions right and yeah then i'm just like am i just thinking of the farmer's almanac or is that a different right. thing is that so the is same that different thing? interesting you're just like a book i don't yeah I don't know. it seems like it comments on contemporary things yeah kind of like the reddit of back then where it was just like a right. collection of like discussions of various topics yeah i don't know i'm not totally sure we we should have done more research into almanacs right. admittedly but <laughs> we're like there's no way of finding out <laughs> no yeah there's there's literally computers in front of each of us right now but we will never know we definitely couldn't figure this out so yeah so he's starting to compete now with benjamin franklin's almanac uh the competition intensified when in 1733 franklin satirically used astrology in his almanac to predict titan Leeds' death whoa take in that october of that same year so titan was offended by this and published a public admonition of franklin as a quote fool and a quote liar whoa franklin published a response mocking titan's outrage and humorously suggested that in fact titan had died in accordance with the prediction and thus was writing his almanacs as a ghost resurrected to haunt and torment franklin wow dude benjamin franklin was petty he was that's like what He's just like trolling this dude. Yeah. I like Wild. just was literally laughing out loud reading this because I was just like, this can't yeah. be real. Like, cause like you can tell Titan Leeds is taking it like very seriously. Yeah. And Benjamin Franklin's just like, this motherfucker's a ghost. Like this ghost <laughs> is attacking me through this almanac. Yeah. Like this is insane. So yeah. Like Benjamin Franklin was just like, ha ha, I'm going to use astrology too. 
And Titan was like, dude, you're a fool. And then Benjamin Franklin was just like, well, you fucking died. You're dead. Stop talking to me, ghost. Yeah, you're a ghost. Oh, my God. I couldn't even believe it. Um, yeah, Franklin continued to jokingly refer to Titan as a ghost even after Titan actually died in Oof. 1738. That is bold. Like, that is really Classic bold. fucking Ben Franklin. Dude. Yeah. Like, I just... Always a joker. I think it makes me like Ben Franklin more. Dude, Ben Franklin was a wild dude. He was a wild dude, apparently. Like, this is just the kind of shit that was going on. Um, so Daniel Leeds blasphemous and occultist reputation and his pro-monarchy stance in the largely anti-monarchist colonial South of New Jersey, combined with Franklin's jokes about his son as a ghost may have originated or contributed to the local legend of a Leeds devil. Um, so, and then on top of all that, like Daniel Leeds third wife had given birth to nine children, which wasn't 13, but that was a lot even for the time, I guess. Close enough. Close enough. Yeah. Um, his second wife and first daughter both died during childbirth so that you know, you're kind of like getting all these factors just kind of like you could see how somebody yeah. twisted these a little bit or like they were repeated so many times that they kind of got messed up. Um, he had acquired land in the Egg Harbor area, which is located within the Pine Barrens. And that land was inherited by his sons and family and is now known as Leeds Point, uh, one of the areas in the Pine Barrens where a lot of Jersey Devil sightings happen. Um also, this is like the most damning for me. This is it. In 1728, Titan Leeds began to include the Leeds family crest on the masthead of his almanacs, which depicted a wyvern, which I had never heard of before. Me neither. I had to, now when I saw pictures, I was like, oh yeah, right. I've seen that, oh, but yeah. I did not know the name. Right. Um, is a bat-winged, dragon-like legendary creature that stands upright on two clawed feet with a fucking tail. Boom. Which looks a whole lot like the descriptions of the Jersey devil. Right. I finished that paragraph with coincidencia. <laughs> uh, yeah. Long time. I think will know. that might be, I mean, my vote. Come on. For now. Where it came from. I was like, actually kind of bummed. Like I read that pretty early on in my research and I was like, Oh damn. Yeah. It's like, that's it. Like, there you go. That's like, I was like, do I even need to research anymore? Right. So it's like, you just have Shit. this devil man who's writing about all these like Christian occultism and all this like weird, like, cosmology stuff yeah who then dies it is referred to as a ghost by ben franklin and on his almanac it's a little like dragon thing yeah and you just mash all that together and you play the telephone game long enough and exactly all of a sudden you've got an actual lead devil which yeah. then becomes the jersey devil yep yeah i was a little bummed yeah it was like a hilarious story but then i was like oh that's that's got to be it, right? It's also interesting, too, because it's, you know, again, like someone, you know, nobody's ever debunked Bigfoot fully. I've right. never heard like, oh, like, you know, I still believe that there could be a Bigfoot out there. Oh, yeah. Or um, even like like the Loch Ness Monster. I'm, I'm less sold on, but like nobody's ever definitively proved like the origin of it as to why it's not real. Right. This is just kind of like, oh, here we go. That's yeah. It. Well, like, yeah, I heard that. I was like, oh, that's like kind of when it started out, I was like, oh okay yeah that's like a cool backstory but then right. when you got into it more and more i was like oh and then once that happened like with the the wyvern i'm like well that's the, the jersey devil there right you there. go but but that has not stopped there from being sightings of the jersey devil over the, over time no yeah so yeah we already talked about what the jersey devil looks like it's a pretty disturbing creature yeah um so yeah most of these sightings take place in or near the pine barrens mm-hmm which, again, stretches across more than seven counties in New Jersey. Jeez. Um, the name Pine Barrens refers to the area's sandy, acidic, nutrient-poor soil. Hmm. Place is not a great place for growing anything, apparently. Right. Um, or at least, I don't know about current day. At least that's kind of like what it was referred to when this area was being settled. Right. People couldn't grow shit in there. Um, it supports a diverse spectrum of plant life, including orchids and carnivorous plants Oof. and is notable for its population of plant species that depend on the frequent fires of the pine barrens to reproduce. So just weirdly, like just struck me as like, it's just a bizarre place yeah. to begin with. It's like a creepy place. There's like carnivorous plants. Yeah. Orchids are like parasites. There's like all these like fires and stuff going on. Yeah. And yeah, now there's things that actually depend on those fires to live. It's crazy. That seems kind of weird. Um, and yeah, in 1978, Congress passed legislation to designate 1.1 million acres of the Pine Barrens as the Pinelands National Reserve um, to preserve its ecology. That 
just so you know, is 1,700 square miles. Wow. I can't even fathom that. Yeah, I'm having a hard time. When I saw that at first, I was like, wait, no. That can't be <laughs> no. 1.1 million also, acres. Yes. New Jersey is not a big state. No. It's tiny. So, yeah, this is just, I don't even, Yeah, it's blowing my mind a little bit. It's huge. So, yeah, it's huge. Um, So, you can kind of see also, like, paired with that kind of background story and paired with just when you put that together with, like, this bizarre ecology of this huge swath of these dense woods right that there's maybe going to be some weird shit like it kind of lends itself to like oh yeah if that creature's going to live anywhere it's going to be in the pine barrens right and like you said you can't really definitively say that it doesn't exist in there because it's like such a huge how would you possibly know what's in there right so i think it kind of definitely goes together um but yeah so there have been sightings all throughout like centuries right supposedly of the Jersey devil basically starting. I don't even know exactly when, but the most talked about sort of spurt of, ugh, why did I use the word spurt? Flap. <laughs> yes. The most That's talked about for. flap is, was in 1909. Yep. Um, January 16th through the 23rd, 1909. There was just a whole ton of Jersey devil was just hopping around apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah early in the week reports started emerging from all across delaware valley so a little background story on that (laughs) delaware valley is the valley through which the delaware river flows whoa did you know this no and it's composed of counties located in southeastern pennsylvania south jersey delaware and the eastern shore of maryland just to give you an idea that this was not just limited to New Jersey. Right. And he supposedly like the, the Jersey devil lived in Jersey yeah. in the Pine Barrens, but he's a, he's a well-traveled. Yeah. Well-traveled. Uh, cryptid. He gets around. Um, yeah. Strange tracks were being found in the snow. Um, these footprints were going over and under fences, through fields, backyards, across rooftops, which is the creepiest Whoa. part. Um, and even reported in big cities like Camden, which is a town in New Jersey that's like right across the Delaware River from Philadelphia and then Philadelphia itself. Hmm. Um, one of these was by Councilman E.P. Whedon of Trenton, who claimed to have been awoken by flapping wings outside his bedroom window. And then he found cloven footprints in the snow outside his home. I definitely would not be psyched to find cloven footprints on my roof. Nope. Like... There's nothing that has cloven feet that should be on your roof. No. Nope. Not ever. Not ever. Because cloven feet are not reserved for the Jersey Devil, like sheep right. and pigs and stuff, but like none of those yeah. things should be no. on your roof. Or Satan. Or Satan has cloven no. hooves. Yeah, I don't think so, Satan like dancing on your roof is a good thing. No, it's never context. a good thing. So not cool. Um fear began to grow. It was reported that like bloodhounds refused to follow the creature's trail. I get in, that. This was in Hamilton, which is 30 miles southeast of Camden. Camden is basically going to be this epicenter <laughs> here of these stories, just for the sake of like getting an idea of where all these places are. Right. Again, Camden's right across the river from Philly. Um, there were schools in the lower New Jersey area and in Philadelphia that suffered low attendance. Like people were afraid to send their kids to school. <laughs> Mills in the Pine Barrens. So this tripped me out too, because I guess obviously the Pine Barrens is not just dense woods like there are things going down right because it talked about people living in the pine barrens and mills and like places that people worked so i'm like okay i'm picturing just woods Hmm. that you could just hike through and it was that's all it is but there clearly this was all just a area that was Hmm. primarily woods but obviously must have been other stuff too unless there were literally just people living in the woods i mean they didn't call them pineys so yeah derogatorily we'll get into that a little bit too Hmm. so yeah, there were mills that were forced to close because workers like refused to leave their homes. They didn't want to travel. Yeah, so it said they were traveling through the woods to get to their jobs. So Weird. again, I'm am I correct in picturing people literally walking through the woods to get to work, or was this like driving on a road that had woods on both sides? Right. We live in New England and we like spend a lot of time in Vermont and stuff, so it's easy to picture there being an area where it's just a road with just nothing but woods around. Right. So maybe that was it. Hmm. But yeah, that would make some sense. Yeah. I don't really know for sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, the creature was spotted in Camden, in Bristol, which was like 20 miles from Philly, uh, in 
both cities apparently police fired on it but didn't manage to bring it down which is scary that is scary that you're trying to like shoot at this thing and it's just like nope yep not so much i'm all set without that uh a few days later it reappeared in camden it attacked a late night meeting of a social club and then flew away what a dick what a dick like they're just they're trying to be social i'm not even totally sure what a social club is it's literally just kind of like a like a like a event hall that people go and i think there's sometimes there's like a bar Hmm. and it's like you go there and you grab a drink and you just like socialize with people in the town that's cool yeah just meet your neighbors yeah it's kind of like if you're in like a small town that doesn't really have like stuff to do Hmm. it's like the thing to do that's cool and then there comes jersey devil just being an asshole fucking shit up didn't hurt anybody he just you know yeah it's no nothing like that bad he just hates presence yeah it's a little disturbing he's misunderstood yeah just like mothman just like mothman (sighs) yeah earlier that day jersey devil had appeared in haddon heights uh, about six miles from camden terrorizing a trolley car full of passengers before flying away and yeah witnesses said it looked like a large flying kangaroo weird which is also horrifying that is extremely horrifying um another trolley car full of people saw it in burlington 17 miles ish from camden uh it scurried across the tracks in front of their car in west collingswood about three miles from camden it appeared on the roof of a house and was described as an ostrich-like creature firemen turned their hose on it but it attacked them and flew away whoa um yeah this entire week people reported that their livestock particularly their chickens were being slaughtered um the creature reappeared later in the week in Camden where a local woman found the beast attempting to eat her dog. So again, maybe just hungry. Poor dog, dude. Yeah, poor dog. Uh, she hit it with a broomstick and it flew away. It's an appropriate so, reaction. That's badass. Um, but yeah, there were like vigilante groups and groups of hunters that roamed the Pine Barrens and countryside in search of the devil. Wow. Um, but yeah, there hasn't really been another week quite like that. Uh, there were apparently newspapers of the time published hundreds of claimed encounters but hmm. reports continue literally to this day hmm. of people seeing the jersey devil yeah and i wonder like this could be a perfect example of like confirmation bias yeah you're living in jersey you're going through the pine barrens you know the story of the jersey devil you read a description of it and you see some weird I don't know, it could be a deer or some other sort of like weird creature that like runs by and your brain ascribes the silhouette of the jersey devil to it because you're expecting to see it right you've heard the story so many times right you're like of course yeah that's totally what it is right yeah i think there could definitely be some some part of that so yeah there's been other sightings a lot of i think a lot of the sightings it seems are people finding weird tracks Mm -hmm. like in the soil um in desolate areas of the pine barrens um yeah looking like hoof prints looking like cloven hooves but again, there's animals out there, um, including deer that have cloven hooves. Right. Part of the weirdness of the Jersey Devil sightings, even just the footprints, is that it does appear that the Jersey Devil just walks on two feet. Right. So that would be the odd thing, I guess, if you saw tracks. But again, if you weren't like an experienced person looking at animal tracks, like could you possibly it look to you like it was just on two feet? Right. Maybe. I mean, I don't really know. I don't know how entirely how you would tell if you saw like actual deer tracks how would you be able to tell that it was four feet and not just two i don't know right and like there could totally be like birds or something that land and have sort of like it looks like cloven hooves right because if you don't really like know that much about prints you wouldn't be able to tell like oh like that's a like a, a bird footprint versus like a cloven hoof yeah especially if you're again confirmation bias you're expecting to see cloven hooves right i don't know i, I don't really know um, but yeah, the, the cold open that you heard, that was from 1790. Mm. Um, that was a woodsman named Vance Larner who saw the creature supposedly in the Pine Barrens. Um, which I guess that is the, the one, again, if that big flap was in 1909, if that guy really did see that in 1790, that was well before right. the, the big flap. So maybe that wasn't the first, you know, encounter, maybe hmm. the. And again, even, I mean, little 1790, I guess, was after the Jersey Devil was supposedly born. Wow. Yeah, um, so like 50 years after. Yeah. So who knows? Um, Joseph Bonaparte. Brother, older brother of Napoleon. Yeah. 
claimed to have seen the Jersey Devil. Uh, he was hunting on his Bordentown estate um, in 1820. It's weird to think he was also like the king of Spain yeah. for a while. It's weird to think of like the king of Spain living in Jersey. Right? Bizarre. I know. I guess, it, yeah, it's weird to think of these places as what they were when they were first settled. Right. And then versus what Jersey is today. Which is just an industrial wasteland. Yeah. But then like there was Joseph Bonaparte hunting on his estate. Right. In Jersey. It's fancy estate. I guess a lot of rich people still live in Jersey because it's yeah. close to New York City, but it's still kind of like rural. Right. It can be a little bit secluded. Yeah. But yeah, he, uh, I'm calling the Jersey devil. He, oh, yeah. me too. The yeah. origin story said that it was a boy born and then turned into the Jersey go. devil. So I don't know. Hmm. Um, and 1840, he was blamed for several livestock killings, um, accompanied by like weird tracks and screams. Again, the blood curling screams. Um, one of my favorite little mini stories is a long beach. So this is like 65 miles Southeast of Camden, like on the shore of New Jersey. Right. Uh, fisherman said that in 1870, he saw the Jersey devil serenading a mermaid. What? Yeah. (laughs) Excuse me? All I can imagine is this this drunk fisherman's just like, dude. What did I just see? But like the Jersey Devil just screams. Yeah. So is there just like a mermaid that come up out of the water and the Jersey Jersey Devil's just like, ah! Yeah. Yeah. He screams like a pained man. Jesus. And yeah, he's just screaming and the mermaid was just like, sweet. Weird. Yeah. I don't even know. That's, I don't even, yeah, what do I? That's that's two things mashed together. Yeah. That I just don't quite. My brain can't put it together. I liked the mental image. Um, in Greenwich, like 40 miles from Camden in December, Greenwich, but oh damn, you're right. <laughs> well, but isn't that only Greenwich, Connecticut though? Is I mean, green, is that always pronounced Greenwich? I would imagine so. I don't really know. See, that doesn't make any sense to me either. Yeah. I didn't pronounce it Greenwich only because I knew it wasn't Connecticut. I would bet that both Greenwich, Connecticut and Greenwich, New Jersey damn. are named after Greenwich, England. Oh uh, yeah, I you're probably right. I would be willing to bet. F. Forgive me, anybody listening. Unless you're in Maine, in which case, Calais, which should be pronounced Calais, in Maine is pronounced Callis. True. So. True. I guess you could be right. All right, fine. Greenwich, New Jersey, if that's what it's called. If anybody lives in New Jersey and knows, yeah, please, tell us. Please let us know. Um, December 1925. So a local farmer supposedly shot an unidentified animal as it attempted to steal his chickens. And then photograph the corpse, which, of course, I don't think this photograph exists. Um, and then afterwards, he claimed that he showed like a hundred people this photograph and nobody can identify it. Weird. So, yeah, of course. Um, in July 1937, an unknown, an unknown animal, quote, with red eyes was seen by the residents of Downington, Pennsylvania, 40 miles from Camden. Um, and apparently there was like a reporter for the Pennsylvania bulletin that compared it to the Jersey devil. Hmm. I don't know if it was actually the people who saw the red eyes. Hmm. Um, yeah, people in 1951, these teenage boys claimed to have seen a monster matching the devil's description in Gibbstown, New Jersey. There were like claims of a corpse matching Jersey devil's description in 1957. It's a whole bunch of shit. Weird. Yeah, there were even a couple like more recent stories of people saying that they saw it, like that they were driving and yeah. saw a weird animal that just like landed in front of their car. Um, yeah, whole ton of shit. Yeah, just a ton of just random sightings, and it's always just like, oh, I saw it for a second, like ran it ran by my car. Yeah, it was off in the woods, it was off in the distance, never like doing much. No, and I don't think the only thing that I looked at when I looked through the sightings was um, a guy in 2015, Dave black of little egg Harbor um, supposedly took a photo of the Jersey devil. I saw that photo. It's hilarious. It is. Looks like a, like a donkey balloon or something. I don't know. It looks like something that's like clearly like floating filled with helium. Oh yeah. It looks like also it just kind of, so yeah, he supposedly, was driving past a golf course when he thought he saw a llama and the creature was running through the trees he said and then it spread out leathery wings and flew off over the golf course um and so he took a picture and it literally just looks like you took like i can't even describe it i want to say like a pinata 
Yes. Like a pinata, but it ha- like it looks like it has real like fur on it and stuff. Like it looks right. It looks know. like whatever it was was actually photographed. Yeah. Like I think it's just like an object or something that's up in the sky that's been photographed. Yeah. It looks like somebody threw it up in the air. Right. And somehow managed to get it in the right positioning kind of. Mm-hmm. But like it's just floating there. It yeah. does not look like it's flying. No. At all. Um, like the neck is very stiff. The legs are just straight mm-hmm. down. It's not like a natural flying motion. No, not at all. And it's hilarious. It, and it kind of, I guess looks, although I'm pretty sure the picture, isn't it a four legged thing in the picture? Yeah, I think so. I thought it was, but it, it's bizarre. It's clearly a hoax. Yeah. It's yeah. It's clearly not real, but he like swore that it was not Photoshopped. It wasn't of faked. Of course. As, as you would. would. So yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of sort of Jersey Devil in popular culture. Mm-hmm. Um, well, before we do that, did you have any other sightings that you read about that were cool? No, that was about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, because a bunch of them were just kind of the same sighting right. over and over again. That's There's even like a few that I had written down that I didn't really go into because a lot of them were kind of the same. Like there was somebody camping. He said he was camping kind of somewhere in the Pine Barrens and he... Um, I think went out, he said he went out to like go catch something for dinner right. and saw a creature. And so he went back to his tent and then he heard something kind of rustling around his tent. And then right when it stopped rustling, he heard like this blood curdling scream Jeez. and then the creature sounded like it walked off. Hmm. So he never actually really saw it up close. He saw something like from a distance and was like, oh, I'm going to go back to my tent. Hmm. So there's a lot of stuff like that where it's like somebody saw something. It's always, yeah, in the dark through their car window while they were camping. It's a lot of that type of thing where again, you might already be primed. If I was driving in rural anywhere at night, especially by myself, I would totally think that I saw weird shit. Well, I bet like, so, okay, if you're driving through the Pine Barrens of New Jersey or you're driving through Point Pleasant, West Virginia, and you saw the exact same creature in both situations, you would see the Mothman in one situation in West Virginia and you'd see a Jersey Devil in New Jersey. Yeah. Because you're primed in that location to see that specific cryptid. Oh, yeah. That'd be my bet. Yeah. <clears throat> so a lot of very similar sounding sightings. Um, but yeah, a lot of Jersey Devil in pop culture. Yeah. Um, yeah, the state has really embraced the cryptid. Um, there's the hockey team, the New Jersey Devils. Yep. I never even thought about that. The Devils. The Devils. Um. Yeah, they renamed the team as such in 1982 after the legend. This was like because of a contest they did to choose the name. Hmm. It got over 10,000 people voted for it. Jeez. I never, I mean, I knew the name of that team. I just never thought that it was right. the Jersey really Devils. Like I thought it was the Jersey Devils. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But then I'm like, oh yeah, of course, duh. Um, there's a new jersey group called the devil hunters who refer to themselves as official researchers of the jersey devil they refer to themselves as yes they devote time to collecting reports uh visiting historic sites and going on nocturnal hunts in the pine barrens to find proof of the jersey devil i mean sounds cool yeah there's people who do that for bigfoot do what you want to do yeah I just, yeah, I've definitely, there are times where I see stuff like this and I'm like, I wish I had the time to do that shit. Right. Man. Seriously. I don't, I ain't got time or money for that. Yeah. That'd be awesome. And if I did, it would be for Bigfoot, not the Jersey devil. True. Yeah. If I was going to search for a cryptid, I'd probably go for Mothman actually. But Mothman is a little less. You have to go to Chicago. That's true. Yeah, we gotta do like a Mothman update episode and just focus on the Chicago sighting. Yeah, that's been a whole thing. No, it hasn't stopped. No, it hasn't stopped. It's weird. Oh, In and around the Chicago airport. Mm-hmm. okay that might be coming up soon put a pin in that more on that later yeah put a pin in that um yeah so uh season one episode five of the x-files yep is titled the jersey devil yeah and it's one of the worst episodes it really is it yeah the premise is all right <coughs> independent of it being called the jersey devil if it was called like anything else exactly the episode wouldn't be so bad it's not really that solid of an episode anyways mm it's kind of the idea behind it is cool. At some point, Mulder, you said, did you just watch it recently? You said, no, I just, read you just it. were reading about it. Yeah. Damn. There's one point where Mulder is like showing somebody the drawing of the Jersey devil that had supposedly been seen. And it's like the most comical looking drawing ever. Yeah. Like it looks like a five-year-old did it. And it's supposed to be like, you know, so, not like a proper 
sketch you know what i mean but it's supposed to be like somebody drew it to be like oh yeah this is what it looked like and it's so fucking funny um but it was kind of a weird take they had it instead of being really anything like the jersey devil right it's like this cannibalistic woman like wild woman yeah like feral woman exactly who's kind of a i don't even know um yeah sort of an evolutionary mutation Hmm. that was kind of this one freak thing that kind of had like has existed in these dense woods, but yeah, nothing like the Jersey devil itself. So it was just kind of was like, why didn't they just make that an episode of its own? Cause right. they have plenty of episodes like that where it's just a, a weird thing, right. a weird anomaly. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of the worst ones. Yeah. I do not recommend. No. I mean, I do recommend you watching the show. You should watch the whole thing, but then just beware it's season one, episode five. And it's, yes. so you get it over with pretty quickly, oh, yeah. but, um, um there's an original playstation game called jersey devil uh aaron Mankey's podcast lore talks about it in season mm. one also recommend that podcast yes um six flags great adventure which is in jackson new jersey is unveiling mm. the jersey devil coaster this year whoa um it's gonna be the world's longest tallest and fastest single rail coaster wow yeah uh three thousand feet of track up to 13 stories high and up to 58 miles an hour. That's crazy. So if you're a roller coaster fan. Go. And also an Unknowable fan. Boom. Go, go ride. And add us in the pictures. Yes. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. If you live near there, if you're planning on going this year, check it out. Um, Lauren Coleman. Yes. Who he co-authored a book with Bruce G. Hallenbeck called Monsters of New Jersey, Mysterious Creatures in the Garden State. Whoa. Um, so if you don't know, Lauren Coleman is an American cryptozoologist. Mm-hmm. He's written a whole bunch of books yep. on a whole bunch of topics, but including animal mysteries, folklore, cryptozoology. Um, he's carried out field work throughout the United States, Canada, and Mexico on a few different cryptids. Mm-hmm. Definitely like Yeti and Bigfoot and stuff like that. He's kind of touched on most of them. Yeah. Um, he also established a cryptozoology museum here in Portland. Which is wild. Which is wild. And he lives in Portland. Yeah. So, which we still need to go to that museum. We do. It's weird that we have it. I know. We need to go there and like do Instagram stories and do a whole bunch of stuff. So, yeah, that's basically all the info on the Jersey Devil besides now theories about the Jersey Devil. Theories. So, (laughs) pretty much the typical theories as far as cryptids go. Yep. Um, Some believe it's just those early Quaker stories. Mm Mm-hmm kind of molded their way into like, you know, between the the Quaker stories and gossip and the family crest and all of that stuff together just kind of turned into stories, which essentially, yeah, like people then think they saw weird things and they're like, Oh yeah, it's that Jersey devil. Right. Um, it's just like bored pine barrens residents just telling boogeyman stories just for fun. Mm -hmm. It's, um, like that historical, like local disdain for the Leeds family. Right. It's misidentification of known animals. Yep. Duh. Duh. Always. Um, the, the typical stuff. <laughs> Very typical. Very typical. Yeah. Pretty much every cryptid. That's kind of like the basic four yep. things. Either you saw something that already exists and yep. you just think that it looked weird to you. It's yeah. There's, there's always some local thing you could pin it on that kind of spurred it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the Pine Barrens themselves have like a frightening reputation. Right, it's just a creepy place to be with all those like carnivorous plants and yeah, kind of like a swamp forest. Yeah, thing. Yeah. It's a weird place. It's yeah considered in his inhospitable land. Uh, there were gangs of highwaymen. Uh, one group in particular called the Pine Robbers, uh, known to rob and attack travelers that pass through. Hmm. Um, during the 17 and 1800s, residents of the Pine Barrens were deemed the dregs or outcasts of society. Yeah, there's some eugenics going on there. Oh, yeah. It's too bad. Yeah. Uh, poor farmers, fugitives, Native Americans, poachers, moonshiners, runaway slaves, and desert- deserting soldiers wow. were all people thought to live in the Pine Barrens. Um, so it was definitely like a place to avoid. <clears throat> um, and yeah, there was a eugenics study done during the early 20th century Oof. that depicted pineys. So that was the nickname used for the rural population of the Pine Barrens. Yep. Um, as quote, congenital idiots and criminals. Jesus. 
God, that was, that was like a scientific term back then. Yeah. That's crazy. So that study is now considered likely falsified. Um, but I dove into that a little bit because I was like, yeah. what the fuck? Um, American psychologist and eugenicist Henry H. Goddard wrote a book in 1912 called The Kalakak Family, A Study in the Heredity of Feeble-Mindedness. Wow. Uh, an extended case study of Goddard's for the inheritance of feeble-mindedness, which was kind of a sort of catch-all phrase used to refer to a variety of mental disabilities. Um, Goddard thought that society should limit reproduction by people possessing these traits. Sounds so, a little familiar. Yeah. I think our, our German, some, some, some German people might've taken, taken some of these things to heart. Yeah. About 40 years later. A little too much. Yeah. Um, he was the, actually, interestingly, he was the main advocate for the use of intelligence testing in societal institutions, including hospitals, schools, legal system, and the military. Um, in 1911, he helped to write the first U.S. law requiring that blind, deaf, and intellectually disabled children be provided special education within the public school systems. Hmm. And in 1914, he became the first American psychologist to testify in court that subnormal intelligence should limit the criminal responsibility of defendants. He also was born in Maine. Weird. Vassalboro. Mixed bag on that guy. I know. I Definitely was like, huh. like a shitty, uh, what's that word? Eugenicist. Eugenicist. Yeah. But, um. At least he advocated for the people that he thought had inferior genes. I was like so he wasn't fascinated trying to like exterminate them. Yeah, and I didn't even get that deep into his Wikipedia. I like that was just from the first part of it, and I was like, whoa. And then I was Too like, much. I need to stop. Yes, that's what I do every time we have any topic. I any little because there's so many things. There's so many rabbit holes on Wikipedia. Yeah, every topic that we do, there's like 15 different rabbit holes, right. and a lot of them aren't even really. I mean, they're related to the topic, but it's like you get into a hole. Oh yeah. Like literally a hole. Yeah. And just be stuck. And so I could have just read about that guy, but I didn't. Um, yeah. So there's that whole idea that this pine barrens were just like a dangerous, creepy place mm. and everything just kind of got mixed up. And so of course there's going to be some weird monster that lives there because right. that's what happens when there's a creepy, any, like I'm sure every fucking town in the entire world mm -hmm. that has a creepy place that people oh, yeah. avoid they probably have some even if it's just something as basic as like a local legend mm -hmm. of some deformed person who lives there somebody who died in there yep a ghost that haunts it like there's gonna be something oh yeah um jeff brunner of the humane society of new jersey thinks that the sandhill crane is the basis of the stories just like the mothman just like the mothman um yeah he thinks that Again, because they're like the main story of the Jersey Devil, like requires you to kind of have this belief in the paranormal, right? That there must be something more mundane, of course. But the Sandhill Crane, I mean, look up a picture of the Sandhill Crane. I did to me, that does not look anything like the description, aside from the fact that it's a large winged creature and it has the red markings kind of over the eyes. So, yeah. depending on the, your circumstances, you might see red eyes and ascribe a glowing quality to them, right? Yes. But they ultimately, don't like, look very like kangaroos. No, like very thin legs. I think not leathery wings either. No, no, definitely not leathery wings. Definitely not even a dark colored bird. No. So again, a lot of nighttime things. But I would still think. Wasn't there something about like an emu shaped something? Uh, ostrich. Ostrich. Yeah. Maybe that one. Maybe Could have been yeah. a sandhill crane. A little bit. Unless, unless you kind of go with the um the whole mutated sandhill crane, which right. may have been the Mothman. Um. Camden, New Jersey, which is like the epicenter of all of this, was a really major industrial town. That's true. And there was a lot of like, I'm sure there was a ton of chemicals just everywhere yeah. back then because that's what we did. So maybe there was, and like that flap in 1909 where there was a bunch of people seeing it, maybe that was like one deformed Sand Hill crane that had a bunch of tumors on it. And so it looked bigger and more kangaroo-like. Yeah. I can see that for yeah. like the, for like that one flap or something, but um, I don't know. It just doesn't. It doesn't feel satisfying to me. It doesn't feel no. like, oh, that's it. Like it's not, there's not enough resemblance. So there's not enough like key characteristics. No, not at all. Yeah. Looking at the picture. Cause yeah, I initially was like, okay, like I'll look at pictures. Like I know it's a huge bird. So yeah, you kind of get that weird. Cause yeah, you're not really used to seeing, I guess I don't really think of birds being that big. I've never really seen in person, like a huge bird. Right. You think of birds being pretty small. So I could see that if there was like a winged, thing like yeah if you saw an actual ostrich out oh, yeah. in the wild you'd be like the fuck is what, that what did i just see yeah 
So I could see that, but that just doesn't track for me. Um, there was outdoorsman and author Tom Brown Jr. spent several seasons living in the wilderness of the Pine Barrens. And he said there were like several occasions when terrified hikers thought that he was the Jersey Devil because he had covered his whole body with mud to repel mosquitoes. Um, so my note in oh. my notes on that was like, what the fuck is your life, dude? Right. <laughs> what are you doing living in the past? Like, because I had to reread that. I'm like, wait, excuse me. Wait a minute. He spent several seasons living in the wilderness. What yeah. the hell? And then you were just covered in mud. Like he's just chilling yeah. in the Pine Barrens. Like um, they make, they make mosquito repellent. Yeah. It's like, the future. You don't. <laughs> yeah, like, it seemed like it was a fairly recent thing that he was doing this. Right. Um, apparently he runs the Tom Brown Jr. Tracker School in New Jersey. He like is a survivalist and knows all about like, yeah, being out in the wilderness. So he is the, he's the Jersey Devil. He's the Jersey Devil. So we found him. Case closed. Yeah. This is now knowable. Um, of course, medical sociologist Robert E. Bartholomew and author Peter, Peter Hassel cite the 1909 series of sightings and the public panic that ensued as a classic example of mass hysteria. Always. There's always going to be some degree of that at least suspected in these types of stories. Um, yeah. The idea that a few, maybe a few people again did see something right to me that mass hysteria doesn't always write off anything just because yes, maybe we can say not every one of those people actually right. saw something right. or saw what they think they saw, but Usually the mass hysteria is started by something. Right. They saw somebody, somebody saw something yeah. at some point at some point. And they were like, what the hell is that? Right. And then maybe, yeah, maybe there were some people who read the stories and were like, Oh my God. But it got started by somebody or by a group of people. And I think the 1909 site, 1909 sightings for me had a little bit more like a little bit more convincing for me just because it was a, a lot of groups of people. Mm -hmm. It wasn't all individual sightings. Group of people always is more credible to me. Yeah. Like the multiple trolley cars worth of people, the group from the social club, right? Like potentially you know, police and firemen that were like grouped together that were trying to take it down. Right. It wasn't all just one person saw it in their yard. And then one person saw it in the car. It was like right. multiple groups which yeah that what else i don't know again maybe that was a group of people saw a sandhill crane and somebody in the group said oh my god like what's that crazy creature and so they all kind of right panicked when they shouldn't have but it seemed like a lot of those sightings were happening during the day too right so not maybe when you would see a giant bird at night when you're tired or when you're already nervous about driving through the woods or whatever and then saw a bird in the darkness and thought it was something weird. Like these are people out during the day. Yeah. So you're probably not going to see like a giant white bird and right. be like, is that a fucking kangaroo? Right. What if there was just like a stray kangaroo? Yeah. And With people, wings. I mean, who says it has wings? What if it was like jumping through like the woods yeah. and like a, a branch broke off on it and like that branch kind of looked like wings behind it. I don't know. It's true. I don't really know, aside from the dude who photographed it, I'm not sure. I mean, I guess some of those people did say that they saw it fly away, though. But not everybody. Did it? But did it jump away and they said it flew away? Right. You know? Could have been. Yeah. People are dumb. People are dumb. So it was just like a kangaroo escape from the zoo or something? Yeah. Yeah. Some guy was illegally keeping a kangaroo and it escaped. He's like, shit, I can't call the police. That was super illegal to have that in the first place. It was super illegal. <laughs> I think. What are you know. doing with that kangaroo? Is it legal to have a kangaroo? I would think so. No, I've actually seen it. For some reason, I've seen a map where it's legal in the United States to own a kangaroo. Seriously? Yeah, I think it's legal in Maine with a permit. Hmm. It's weird. I don't even like want to know how you begin to get a permit to have a kangaroo. Or why? Yeah, why or why? Do you, why do you need a kangaroo? And what kind? Of, I mean, maybe if you had the space for it. But it's. I feel like this like is not where a kangaroo should be. Winter, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. So if you know anything about that, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> let us know. Can we own kangaroos? And I don't so, really want to. If so, should we? Yeah, should we? Probably not. Yeah. No, I always feel bad when people have weird animals like that. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't be doing that, dude. Mm -hmm. So my, like, I think that this was that legend of the guy who was writing yeah. all that demonology and angelology in his almanac. Yeah. Who got the nickname, the Leeds Devil. Yeah. Or Devil Leeds, and then it got flip-flopped. And... um. At some point, his little 
his little wyvern family crest got associated with that. And then people started telling stories and, Mm. you know, one guy tells it to his kid, like as like a bedtime story. And then it goes, you know, gets out of hand and then it becomes this cultural phenomenon. And then 1909, people having been primed for that, then they see this deformed sandhill crane perhaps or some sort of weird animal they've never seen before. And that causes the flap, which then leads to mass hysteria. And then since then, people have been even more primed to see it. And it's sort of like confirmation bias. Yeah. That's my... I'm usually... I like to be... I like to try to be a believer. I want to believe. But in this case, I have a really hard time. Yeah. I also was a little disappointed by that too. I think this topic lost some of its magic for me doing the research. Yeah. Because I really thought that it was going to be these super cool sightings. And I, I should have maybe read a little bit more about sightings. Right. I did definitely read a bunch of sightings, but I probably could have gone a little deeper, which maybe would have swayed me a little bit more. Just seeing people feeling like they thought they saw what they thought was the Jersey devil. Right. Because again, it is a bizarre looking creature supposedly. Oh, yeah. So it does seem like if you saw something that you really thought was it, like you did, you did see something weird. You saw something big and bizarre. And again, like something that has hooves and wings, which shouldn't exist together. Not ever. You saw something weird, but yeah, I don't, this to me doesn't feel like a real thing. No. Um, like Bigfoot, whether or not you believe in him or them, like it, feels like something that could exist like it feels like a real animal oh yeah um whereas like the jersey devil does not seem like something that would it just doesn't it doesn't track like the whole chimera aspect to it where it's clearly just like a photoshop animal Mm. that those always seem the least credible to me because they don't feel like something that would have arisen through natural selection or like why would an interdimensional being just be this like hodgepodge of regular ass earth creatures right it doesn't seem like it makes sense unless like the injured cold of cryptids where it's just like some interdimensional being that hasn't really spent much time in this dimension right and it's like uh i know what some animals look like i'm just gonna throw them all together wings they got like hooves yeah they got like fur and like scales and feathers and like so we're just gonna do all of it yeah what if i just throw it all together yeah and they're just gonna think it's gonna be convincing and then they like ended up being the least convincing thing ever it's like (laughs) wait that doesn't exist and they're like oh shit (laughs) Uh, that would actually make sense right so it's just it's some weird interdimensional being that's trying to be an animal and failing really Doing hard. a really bad job. And that's why it's not hurting anybody because, yes, maybe it's just kind of like a weird Bigfoot creature. Yeah. But I still just, again, Bigfoot, I really, I have a strong feeling mm. that there, yeah, there are Bigfoot. There's something out there. There's definitely something out there, but Jersey Devil, I don't have that same feeling. Yeah. Um, I do think, so there, I read a little bit about some other odd things that supposedly exist um, in the Pine Barrens in particular. Um, like there's all kinds of ghosts. There's supposedly like a ghost of a pirate Captain Kid mm. who buried treasure in the Barrens, um, who's even sometimes seen in the company of the Jersey Devil. Whoa. Um, there's, I know, like, it's like why? The, it's like the crossover episode on a, on a TV show. Yeah, they're just hanging out. Um, there's an African-American doctor ghost. There's a black dog. There's a golden-haired girl. There's a white stag. Um, there's even this place called the Blue Hole, which is like this weirdly blue... Uh, like very clear, bright blue and round body of water in the Barrens. Hmm. Um, again, often associated with the devil, apparently the Jersey devil, right. uh, apparently like farmers and people used to like tell their kids not to go near the blue hole because that was like supposedly where the Jersey devil lived and they were <laughs> going to get taken. Um, and like now it's just like a common place that people go swimming or whatever, <laughs> which, okay. Classic humans. So, again, the Pine Barrens has a lot of stories. There's just none that are quite as prevalent as the Jersey Devil. Right. So, yeah, I think I think it's definitely a lot of that origin story with Daniel Leeds. Yeah. And, and Titan Leeds and Benjamin Franklin being a bitch. Yep. <laughs> and just that, yeah, kind of, yeah, with the wyvern, with the the general attitude of people at the time where they were much more like that was kind of a thing where somebody could very easily be written off 
of the entire community is just like that. That right. guy's a devil. He's shunned evil. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Totally shunned. And like you said, the kind of people playing telephone right. where that story just kept getting told over and over and over and getting warped as it went. Right. And then suddenly it was like, Oh, there's a creature. Yeah. yeah there's the Jersey devil. actual devil. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I just don't, I don't have a feeling about it. Yeah. And weirdly, before even doing research, I never had a strong feeling about the Jersey Devil. But me neither. Now that I've done the research, I'm like, oh, I no, don't I really think you're a thing. But no, yeah, interesting. So can't win them all. I can't believe in them all. No, I know. I really want to, but it helps to know more about it. I think. Yeah. To have it kind of in your mental library of like, you know, weird shit. It can help you debunk things as you read about them too. Yeah. Like, oh, this is sounding kind of Jersey devilish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah. So let us know if you have any theories on what you think the Jersey devil is or, or is it at all? Um, let us know if you've had any weird sightings. Right. If have you, you live seen near the, the Jersey devil? Yeah. Have you seen the Jersey devil? Um, or yeah. What do you think it is? Do you think it's a, a bizarre animal? Do you think it's like a mutation? Do you think it's just people seeing what they want to see let us know let us know in the comments yeah check us out on instagram we're always doing little behind the scenes oh yeah we've started doing a lot of like highlighting artists and art that we like Mm -hmm. sometimes gray's art gets in there too oh yeah it's pretty awesome check me out um but yeah follow us find us on facebook check out our patreon and stay tuned stay tuned for more Love you. It was through with the tree. It yielded an off. Fuck. Damn it. Son of a bitch. Fuck. Went. <laughs> Pond and rubbing its horns against a tree trunk. He was as large as a lizard.